0: Well, if you're visiting, my name is Scott Matthews. I'm thrilled to get to be with you here this morning because we're going to continue our series on our unstoppable mission started in AD 30 and continues to 2020. Our unstoppable mission. And today we're going to have a little fun. We're going to do a little avatar. We're going to have a little Fantastic Four moment. Zach's going to come back up during a moment. I'm going to update you on the generosity, uh, the miracle actually in Patna, Bihar, India that we've gotten to participate in. And we're going to do a little exposition today. That means we're going to unpack, look closely at a couple of verses of Scripture in particular. We're going to be in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 48. I want to pray before I even start asking Jesus to really give me the right words. Would you join me? Heavenly Father, please give me the right words. Give us all listening ears to hear what you have for us, and I can't, again, help but remember today uh, the importance of your protecting all of our emergency responders right now that are working on fires, that are saving lives. I can't help but think of our regional um, administrators and teachers. Please give them grace and strength as they navigate um, online teaching, and Lord, keep us safe. Help us protect our elderly and, and our vulnerable and love one another. In Jesus' name, everyone said, say it with me, amen, amen. Well, hey, welcome to Adventure of Natomas. Um, I'm joined by our uh, some of our studio help here that I'm hoping to engage a little bit. We're going to have a little fun. Today's focus is, is on unstoppable power, unstoppable power from Acts chapter 2, which is personified in the person of... Of the Holy Spirit. We're told in Scripture that the same Spirit that resurrected Jesus from the dead lives in us. And so that that power of resurrection lives in us and can enable us to live an unstoppable life. That will be our focus today. And the question is, how do you get unstoppable power? How do you get it? And here's the how. You follow the Holy Spirit who lives in you. How do you know you have the Holy Spirit? Well, it'll, the Holy Spirit will actually transform your life. The Holy Spirit will bring about new character development. You'll see Christ in you. Want to work and for you to work into will for his very good pleasure. But when you think of power, when you think of power, I can't help but think of, of Avatar, Avatar. Uh, and The Last Airbender. In fact, my uh, my second born, Mark, and my youngest, Grant, who was leading over the weekend, put together this, this avatar clip I thought you would enjoy.
1: Water. Earth. Fire. Wind.
0: I don't want to fight you, Zuko. It's
1: over. You're beaten.
0: Katara! (laughs) Thank you, Mark. fun. When you think of power, you think of Avatar and the last airbender. But the truth is, if we'll be honest, we feel powerless right now. Hey, if you're an esthetician like my daughter-in-law, you feel powerless because you have no way of making an income. And if you own a business and and in a capacity that's been uh, marginalized by the guidelines, you have no way to make an income. You feel powerless. I've talked to adventurers and people in our broader church family who've said to me, they feel powerless because their spouse is leaving them. They can't control that. Or they feel powerless because uh, there's a disconnect between them and a loved one for a reason they don't know and they can't get through. Phone calls aren't being answered. They feel powerless. You may feel powerless because you face a habit that is just daunting to you. that's moving towards an addiction and you feel like it just owns you. You feel very powerless or there's someone in your life that's struggling with a mental health issue or even a physical prognosis and you know there's stuff they could do to help themselves but you can't control that next step for them and so you feel powerless. How do you move from powerless to powerful? How do you experience the power of Christ? And let me tell you, there's good news. You have been given great power in Christ. That power you've been given in Christ happened when you accepted Jesus Christ. You were born of the Spirit. You were sealed by the Holy Spirit. He sealed your heart according to the Scriptures. Your heart was circumcised by the Holy Spirit. You bear fruit by the Spirit. You walk in the Spirit. We pray in the Spirit. We have been given the sword of the Spirit, God's Word, our test for how we follow the Spirit. We've been given the gifts of the Holy Spirit in a variety of ways. I'm surrounded by musicians here and comedians and videographers and AV team members. They're all uniquely gifted to use their gifts today. We preach by the power of the Holy Spirit. We're led by the Spirit We're comforted by the Spirit, the counsel, the teacher, the defender, and we know the fellowship of the Spirit when two or more are gathered. Christ is there in in that gathering. We're going to be talking about that a little bit today. How do we take next steps to experience that in our daily life? Like the early church, a unique experience in Jerusalem. Unique only to Jerusalem because they were a very poor church. They were a church that practiced communal living that really is only exhibited in the first five chapters of the book of Acts, which is the, uh, really just the history, documented history of the early church, and we're not going to be able to just uh, mimic their practices exactly because, number one, we don't speak Hebrew, and given the fact that they had, they bathed only once a month, that's not a practice we want to actually follow, but They have a lot of practices that we would do well to focus on. Here we go. You ready? Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 48. You with me? Are you with me? Well, wake up. Let's go. All right. All right. All right. Okay, here we go. They, what was that? Okay. All right. Got good guys. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Those are called the Fantastic Four. Who are the Fantastic Four? You might be thinking of that. Everyone was filled with awe and at, and at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. They had the, the apostles, those the 12 minus one that Christ appointed. Uh, when they laid their hand on someone, they were healed immediately. They had incredible ability that they could practice and give to one surrogate who would also be able to do that. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. This is how the Holy Spirit was leading the early church. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. We'll talk about refrigerator rites a little bit this morning. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. (laughs) Even non-believers were giving favor to the early church of Jewish Christians. I think that's important to remember, especially in a season like this. We want to be the salt and light of the world. We want favor. God's favor and favor with men as well. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. The most important metrics of all this was that folks were coming to believe that Christ died for sins that a person could be justified by faith alone in the crucifixion of Christ and given the hope of eternal life by virtue and evidence of Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. If you believed in Christ, that's how you're actually going to be able to follow the Spirit because God only gives His Spirit to those who believe in His Son, Jesus. And so today, if you've, if you've never believed in His Son, Jesus, personally, you get a chance today to... to experience receiving the holy spirit and being born again. If that's a decision for you to make, be ready. I'll give you a chance at the end of service. So how do we get this unstoppable hope? There's six ways. I'm going to spend more time on the first and the third and zoom through the others, but I want you to see this text in verses 42 through 48. The first way is this. The holy spirit gives unstoppable focus. So these Jewish Christians in Jerusalem were focused on four, but, but really gave their attention to two. They adopted to, they attended to, that's the right verb here, they attended to above above all. So here it is. The ones, The disciplines they attended were the apostles' teaching, firstly, which were totally new to the Jewish mind. The Jews of the first century that were following Christ, they spent their whole life being devoted to the law of Moses and the prophets. And for the first time in their life, they're being introduced to the apostles teaching as coming from God. This required a totally different shift. And here's the deal, at that point in Jewish history, the Jewish nation was near 3000 years old. (laughs) <laughs> they were brilliant in understanding the law of Moses and the prophets. Their education was surrounded by scripture memory work. These are sharp people. They still are. And now they're having to shift and focus on the apostles' teaching. The second step, though, for them that is also a focus above the latter two, and I know this because you can cross-reference uh, the structure and the verbs used in this original Koine Greek language, in chapter 10, verse 7, it says that the, they were attending. That verb attending is used here to describe how the early church was attending to the apostles' teaching and to a second thing, and to fellowship, and to fellowship. Fellowship, you know, fellowship, potluck. So a lot of times when we think about fellowship, we think, yeah, we hang out. A good hang, as people would say it. But actually, fellowship for these first century Hebrew Christians was, was deeper than that. True Christian fellowship is giving of your presence selflessly for the comfort and encouragement of others. You know, like you get invited to go to a party and you're like, I don't want to go to a party. I want to stay home. I want to be all by myself. Right, 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 right? Yeah, all by myself. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? And so true fellowship is, hey, I don't want to go to a party, but I want to go give of myself my presence to others. That's pure fellowship. Did I get an amen from the drummer today? All right. So that's true fellowship. And that's what this church had to make a major pivot towards. Not that the other two are less important, but at this point in the history of the church, the Holy Spirit was leading the early Christians to focus on the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, giving of themselves. The other two, breaking of bread, which is communion, We have some evidence that the church practiced this on a weekly basis. I think you can reference Acts chapter 20. That was not a huge pivot, nor was prayer a huge pivot for the Hebrews. How come? Because they prayed three times a day. They prayed in the morning before 9, 6 to 9. They prayed at noon, sometimes shortly after lunch, like Peter in Acts chapter 10. And they prayed also in the evening. So they had a system for prayer. You can remember those, by the way. It's Abraham was known as praying in the morning. Uh, Isaac was known as praying at noon. Jacob was known praying in the evening. So they had that in their pocket, that in their tool chest. But the major pivot for them was studying the apostles' teaching, and, and really giving of themselves to fellowship. And if you do not have respiratory problems, I challenge you to come tonight and give of your presence to the body of Christ. Come together with us tonight. Come together and enjoy the fellowship of the body as we sing and celebrate a baptisms tonight. Looking forward to it. Now, these are called, these four are actually called the Fantastic Four by some. Okay, by some. The Fantastic Four. You remember this, this old Marvel comic? You guys know who these characters are, right? Let me just test my audience here. James Smith, who's this right here? All right, all right. Brian, who's this? All right. Hey, hey. Captain America. Evan, Evan. Evan says Captain America, okay. How we doing here? How we doing here, folks? That was, that was Evan Groff's. Uh, Jason in the back, you know your stuff. Who's this? The Thing, there we go. Let's go with Dan now. Dan, who's this young lady? Okay, Invisible Woman. Mr. Jackson, Chris, who's this dude right here, the tall dude? Fantastic. Mr. Fantastic. And who's this guy? Johnny, I think, I don't think so. I think he's Torch. Of course, Johnny Storm the Torch. Very good. Thank you, Andy. I hope you enjoyed a little support on that one. What? Of course, bro, are we arguing? Of course. All right, so Fantastic Four, right? So when we think of these verses, when we think of these practices of the early church, we're imagining these were the four areas of focus. Okay, so here's here's how you can become part of the Fantastic Four. And that is by taking the Fantastic Four test. I've got a test for you. It's test time. It's test time, okay? So here it is. Here's the Fantastic Four test. Number one. Are you devoted to receiving God's word? Like you hunger for it. You hunger for it more than any food. Maybe not coffee, but more than any food, right? Are you devoted to spending time in fellowship with other believers? This is the the test of the Fantastic Four. Number three, do you participate in communion as a regular practice? Why is that important? Here's why. Because the authority of Christ is there in that moment. It's a moment for you to sit across the table from Christ and have some true, honest to gut, honest to goodness communication. And it's also the moment whereby he will have communication with you. Tell you what you need to know. Finally, are you in prayer as a regular rhythm? Like we talked about last week, is prayer your strategy? This is the test of the Fantastic Four. You practice these and they serve as a filter, as a test of how you're following the Spirit. If I sense the Holy Spirit is leading me a certain direction, as I'm reading God's Word, as I'm spending time with other like-minded mature believers, when I'm in communion and when I'm in prayer, they'll all synchronize and lead me the same direction. The Fantastic Four become a filter or a test for how I follow the Spirit. How do we get this unstoppable power? It's by following the spirit that is in you. Number two, there is an unstoppable wow experience that the early church had that we can have and yet it requires our memory. We have to remember what the Lord has done. So the early church was under the authority of the apostles (laughs) and they had supernatural ability. They could routinely touch people. They would be raised from the dead just like that. Everyone was filled with awe by what they were doing, by the signs and wonders. And what, what I personally believe is that we still have some of the same power collectively in prayer. Again, we still have some of this same power collectively when we pray. Am I alone here? Do we not, have we not seen miracles? Okay. How about this? How about this? Two years ago, a young lady requested of our elders to come anoint her with oil in the prayer room Christmas Eve. Two years ago, she was terminal. We prayed for her. Stanford said she's terminal. We prayed for her. She got pregnant. And she was told by the doctors, your your child will not make it. She went forward to give birth to her child. And lo and behold, during her pregnancy, her body, the very organ that was leading her to a terminal prognosis, reset. And she and her baby are doing wonderful. That's a miracle. That's a miracle. How did it happen? We were praying collectively together. I can't help this very week, but believe that Almighty God has been watching over Elijah Bryan. An absolute miracle, medical wonder. I believe God's the one that's given those doctors and that team at UC San Francisco the ability to do what they've done for Elijah Aunt Brian, and to even give Brian and Andrea special time access to their son. These are miracles. I believe, and I was told this was a miracle from Patna, Bihar, India, which is clear across the world on the other side of the planet. It's not too far from me personally. I was having dinner with my neighbor the other day. He's from Bihar. Kind of a coincidence. Anyways, this, uh, I got to note this very week that the church had a vision In Bihar, it's a church we support of distributing 10,000 meals over a 20-day period. And they felt like the Lord was leading them to do more because 1 million Biharians were returning because of COVID and families didn't want to be around their loved ones that were returning because they were afraid they contracted COVID and that they would get sick and die. And so the church that we support said, we're not going to do 10,000, we're going to do 100,000. And so just over 20 days plus, they distribute 100,000 meals to Bihar. And it's described for them, it was like feeding the 5,000, except it was 100,000. We believe God, we need to stay in the awe and follow the spirit that he'll continue to do miraculous things, especially as we pray together. Number three, we need unstoppable unity. When you follow the spirit, here's what'll happen. You will have a desire to have unity with others. The early church had everything in common, and they were together. I love that word. They were together. Just very recently, before he passed, Bryce Jessup shared with Andrew McCourt, we don't need to create unity. We don't need to create unity. We need to keep it. We already have it in Christ. We're already seated in the heavenlies with him. We have unity. We have unity with our brothers and sisters in other churches. We have unity with our immediate biological family in other churches with other positions on other issues because we're in Christ. So we need to keep the unity, not create it. We need to lean into it. We have it with other Christians. How do you know you're a Christian? I think the one thing we unify on everything is this. Christ died for our sins, was buried and resurrected from the dead. That's essential. That brings us together. Jesus, God's son. Unstoppable unity. Fourthly, we have unstoppable generosity. Adventure families, you've been extremely generous. You're marked by that. And we get a chance here at Adventure to to continue to be generous. The early church sold to anyone who had need. And I got to tell you, I'm so excited about what Uh, Compassion 365, and today, Adventure Zone is doing to distribute uh, gift packages to parents who are working hard during the week, homeschooling their kids. I want to see this happen more and more, and sometimes I don't know how to do it. (laughs) We need workers to help us really do this very, very well. We get to give in a way I didn't imagine this fall, as uh, Zach and Angelina and Aaliyah and Levi uh, have had a heart to actually move home to Southern California, be closer to um, the Fox family and Angelina's family. And this was, uh, to me, not a huge surprise because I felt like maybe this was coming, um, but maybe not something for which I wanted to generously share. I uh, wasn't kind of in the sharing mood. You know, sometimes when you're asked to be generous, and you don't want to be generous, okay? And uh, we, we've been given the opportunity to celebrate Zach's move to a Christian church in Mission Viejo, um, close to the nicest beaches in the country. Don't hold that against him. Um, but we get to share him and generously pray for him, make, make him a hero down in Mission Viejo. And I want to take just a moment and pause and thank all of our adult leaders who've surrounded Zach thank our staff, thank our leadership community and our whole church who has loved him and invested in him. And now we get to, to some degree, church plan. We get to send him to another church that's going to have the blessing of receiving your investment in him. Zach, I want to give you a chance. This is all unscripted. Share what's on your heart.
1: Yeah, so there it is. And if you haven't heard the news yet, um it's been uh it's been, you know, quite a quite a emotional roller coaster for for the Fox family for me and for Angelina. Um, because I mean this like you said, this you guys have been so incredibly generous to us. I mean, we have just so many memories if you know my family. Um, so many of you guys brought us meals when we were pregnant. So many of you guys have invited us over for events, and you guys have literally been our, our family up here. And so, um I mean it's a huge testimony listening to you uh preach today, Pastor, just talking about prayer, you know. I mean I don't know how people make big decisions without prayer because we can, when this opportunity came up for us to move closer to family, the fact that we were able to pray about it and to trust God, hey, God's gonna protect us from making a wrong choice. We're not in any rush to to leave here, even though we are excited to move by family, of course, but we prayed about it and uh, we just feel confident that's, that God's opening this door. And you bring up such a cool point that... Um, keeps me inspired and it keeps me excited about how God's moving is. Um, this is all one mission field. Yep. Right? This is all one team. And I, you have, you personally and this church um, collectively has has equipped me to, to become a leader that I definitely was not when I came here. I, I, I'm, I'm so you. much further than where I was when I got here. And the fact that I get to go make some noise for God's kingdom now in Southern California, yep. um, it's all one team. And like I said, Jesus is coming back soon. And so whether you're a part of this church and you, you come here for a year and you move or you're here for 20 years, I mean, no matter where we're at, we're we're called to make a difference and we're called to make some noise. And so, um, man, I, I can't be thankful enough for my time here and how you guys have equipped me and loved on me so many memories with you guys. And like you, like you said too, we're we're moving. um, God's relocating us to, to still be used, but it's not goodbye forever, right? Yep. This, is, this, no. this church is, uh, you know, going to have a place in my heart for yep. forever. I mean, it's a real relationship, so I hope we stay connected. Um, but, yeah, I love you guys, and uh, hope, be praying for us. I mean, it's a big, it's a big move, and, um, yeah, so yep. we're excited and sad. Excited and sad. It's, yeah. it's a lot.
0: Yep. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we love you. I mean, I, I think you know that. We just love you. I've gotten to have three years with you. I've loved every day. Hmm. Um, it's just been great. You're a great communicator. You're a hard, hard worker, high integrity. Hmm. I'm, I'm, real, I'm genuinely, I'm super happy for the church you're going to. Hmm. They're getting a great gift in you and your beautiful wife hmm. and your kids. And I'm thrilled for your parents. Hmm. What a gift to get to enjoy their grandkids close up. So, hey, I want to do something. I want to pray, not just for Zach, but for the church he's going to, that God will just bless them. Um, And I want to ask you to join me. He's going to Mission Viejo, and I want to pray for that Christian church down there. Let's do it. Heavenly Father, thank you for three years with Zach and Angelina and their beautiful children, Aaliyah and Levi. Father, I pray the prayer of Ezra for them, that you will... Bless them and enlarge their ter- territory of influence for the gospel. You'll keep your hand on them and protect them from pain. Please use this move to open the hearts of hundreds of teenagers to come to faith in Christ and, uh, and do so in a way where uh, Zach and Angelina prioritize their marriage and family life. In Jesus' name, Adventure celebrates generously this transition. Lord, make, we want to make a hero out of Zach. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Amen, dude. Amen, all right. Love man. you, dude. It's Love been you too. good. It's been Thank good. <laughs> take care. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's hard. All right. Ready? We ready? Ready to move on? Finish the message? Can I finish or we want to just cry? <laughs> we we want to cry. We do want to cry. Can we finish? We gonna, we're going to finish. Here we go. Unstoppable generosity. That's, that's, that's what we just did for the Fox family and what they've done for us to give to us, to give to our kids on behalf of the parents. Thank you for your generosity to our children. They'll never forget it. And to our staff and leadership community. This early church had unstoppable power because they had an an unstoppable commitment to each other. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts and they ate from house to house. Now, right now we're not supposed to be having people in our house unless they live with us. But when that day comes, I want to encourage an old practice we used to talk about here, and that is giving people refrigerator rights. That means your dear friends can come over to your house and open up your fridge without saying a word. To you, okay? I have a friend like this. She comes over occasionally, and she does say a word or two, but she'll walk She'll walk in. Um, usually she'll knock, but she'll walk, walk straight into the fridge and open the fridge. And I love it. I just think it's so endearing. I don't have the courage to do that with some of my closest friends because they have scary dogs. But uh, But I think this is what it means to open your life up to people. The early church practiced this. We need to increase hospitality as soon as we can. I think we need to be having people over as much as we can. It's healthy for you. It's giving of yourself selflessly to others. When you do that, Christ speaks through those moments. Some of the best lessons I've heard have been with people in the body of Christ. Christ speaks through his body. We want to have that commitment. Lastly, and this is where we kind of bring things to an end, we want unstoppable growth. The early church experienced unstoppable growth. Here at Adventure, through Zach's ministry, and Adventure Zone, and our community adventure groups, we've seen the Lord grow us, and we want to continue to see this happen. This is the work of the Spirit. It's going to happen as we all collectively follow the Holy Spirit. How do you you get unstoppable power? It's by following the Spirit that's in you. That may seem so abstract, so kind of Pollyanna, unless you believe that Christ did die for your sins and resurrect from the dead, and that power that raised him from the dead, that, that moved that two-ton boulder from his tomb, that spirit lives in you. And if you believe that, then you know that you don't face anything that's daunting, too daunting. You don't face any habit or addiction that's, that's not winnable. You don't face a Dysfunctional relationship with which you can't take the first step towards intentionally mending. You don't face total job uncertainty because you know you're God's child. He cares for you, he wants you working. Your your marriage and family life can get better because you know God's spirit will help you from to love and to cherish from this day forward for better, for worse, for richer for poor, in sickness and, and in health till death do you part, you know that his spirit lives in you to help you take those next steps. We as a church here, I think would do well to listen 102 years back, during World War I, where there were 23 million casualties globally, and in the U.S., 600,000 casualties from the Spanish flu, all happening simultaneously. I think the recent film, 1917, is a good pick to see this. But this is an article that came out of the uh, a, the Christian Evangel in Springfield, Illinois, during World War I, during the worldwide pandemic of the Spanish flu. And I want to read it to you because I think it, it brings us back to the Fantastic Four and how... During this moment, we can move forward and follow the Spirit. Here it is. Here in Springfield, all churches and missions, etc., including the assembly of God. I like that. It's like back then they were, they were following the Spirit as well aggressively. They're all closed because of the scourge of the Spanish influenza that is raging in the town. The way to our loving Father's heart and the way to his hearing ear, though, are still open. What? What? And we are finding it a splendid opportunity to devote additional time to prayer for our missionaries and for the soldier boys. And for rain all over the world in this, the time of the latter rain. Where assemblies are closed, let the saints, that's you, devote the time they would spend at meeting to the word and to prayer. He whose ears are ever open to the prayers of the secret closet, will, before long, bring the open reward. Reward's coming to God's faithful. Let's commit to those fantastic four. Let's commit to, to giving generously, like we did with Zach today. Let's commit to remaining committed to the body. Let's, let's practice true fellowship, giving selflessly of our presence for the benefit of others. And let's watch the Spirit of God lead us, corporately and individually. Pray with me, won't you? Heavenly Father, would you just help us discern your Spirit from the flesh, your Spirit from our carnal nature, your spirit from worldly wisdom, your spirit from logic and reason. Would you help us discern your spirit's leading in our lives personally and as a church? And if you're here and you've never made a decision to accept Jesus Christ and know that you have God's spirit living in you and that you are God's child, right now I invite you to say, yes, Jesus, I believe. Yes, Jesus, I want you to be Lord. Yes, Jesus, I'm willing to follow you. Yes, Jesus, I believe you died for my sins and that I stand before you with peace with God now. Yes, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you just prayed that prayer with me, you have peace with God now. There's nothing you can do that can shake that peace up. Enjoy it. It's the new life. You've been born again. I'm excited about tonight. I hope you'll join us. I want to just give you a heads up. Next weekend, please don't don't. Don't skip your Adventure Natomas or Adventure live stream next week. Dr. Gil Stiglitz will be here giving me a weekend off. I'm going to be with a couple pastors this week in Monterey, just asking God to speak through us. And uh, I, I just ask that you'd be praying for me, for our elders, that we are following Jesus 100%. Have a great, great, great week. And thank you, Zach and Angelina. Love you. Don't we? Don't we just love them? Yeah, and Lee and Levi.